again. I'm Casey Woomer, Assistant Director at Miami University's Institute for Entrepreneurship. Thanks for joining us again. I'm the host of the Institute's podcast, Venture On. Our mission is to support, guide, and coach junior and senior year students as they begin their transition into the world beyond college. Each of our podcasts are dedicated to sharing information about what has worked, not worked, and what's been challenging for our recent successful graduates. Today we have Stephanie Domagen joining us. Hey, Steph. Hello. How's it going? Going good out here in California. Out there in California. So why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about your role? My role, yeah. So I started here at Marmot um, a little bit over a year ago, and I came in as the product innovation specialist. Um, kind of an interesting brand new role at the company. Um they just established it a few weeks before I actually started that they, they found this hole and wanted to fill it. Um, so I came in and started, and then within three months, my manager had left, and I was promoted to my current role as Innovation and Sustainability Associate Manager, um, wow. where I report to our VP of Product Development and Design and get to manage um, sort of our future product line through innovation and a lot of our sustainability initiatives for the company through sustainability. Wow, that sounds like a big job. And you graduated just over a year ago, right? A little over a year ago. Yes, May 2018. So that's a lot to take on um, as a new employee, especially with kind of having management in flux and all that. Yeah, but it's been... Um, it's been really amazing. Uh, the Really, I mean, the best thing that has ever happened was uh, my manager leaving and getting the opportunity to take her role and get more experience through that. Um, just the exposure that that has given me, even with having such little experience, um, kind of forced me to uh, move faster and get to that next level. Right. I didn't really have the option to... Um, to do it any other way. So it was, it was just perfect. Well, I'm glad it's worked out, but I know our listeners are going to be interested to hear how you got prepared to take on this role. So let's go back a little bit. Um, can you tell me about where you grew up and how you got to Miami? Yeah, I grew up in Northbrook, northern suburb, suburb of Chicago, uh, along with probably 20 plus percent of, percentage of the rest of Miami's population. Um, and I actually got to Miami. I had an ice skating competition back in probably 2006 when Goggins' new facility was opening uh, and fell in love with the school then. Seeing as though I was only 10 years old, it was probably more of a, a dream to continue to skate at the rink um, than actually get an education there. But um, my mom also went to Miami. So it's definitely always had, it's always been a place in the back of my head that. Um, that I'm going to go there, and that was kind of my go-to response when people asked where I went. Um, I always kind of knew I'd go to Miami. I say that like I knew that the whole time, although I didn't commit to going to college uh, at Miami until April 30th, which is the last <laughs> day possible, um, which is always kind of comical. But okay, and that's how I went to Miami. Well, we're glad you came and you got here. And how did you find? your majors and minors, and specifically the entrepreneurship department? 
So my mom claims to have known I was going to be an engineer my whole life. Um, both my brothers are also engineers, and my mom credits that to buying us Legos and connects us kids because we were always building and um, tinkering around and taking things apart. Um, but I think by the time I was in high school, I had kind of decided that it just made sense to go into engineering. Um, I liked math and science and really solving problems. Um, and then my sophomore year, a friend of mine convinced me to take ESB 251, which is the Entrepreneurship Department's Creativity and Leadership class. Um, and that's how I kind of got involved in the entrepreneurship program. And from then decided to double the workload and co-major in entrepreneurship. And was that a good choice? Absolutely. Uh, luckily, the... So that ESB 251 class, I was lucky enough to take the class co-taught by um, Professor Hoyer and Friedman. So in a class that was kind of split into two major parts, I learned from the true expert in each. And it's hard to explain how one class can truly change your life, but that is like the one class that I credit Miami to, um, to making me successful. And one, I think the rest of my path in the department, um, the course was kind of geared from that initial um, stepping stone there. Um, so Steph, it sounds like you took every opportunity the entrepreneurship department had for you. I know you specifically attribute a lot of your success to the creativity and leadership class, but we know that you really took the reins on a lot of different opportunities in the department. Can you tell us a little bit about your uh entrepreneurial internship that you had during your undergrad? Yeah, so the summer before my senior year, I was working at Stryker, which is a medical device manufacturing company located in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And I was a corporate innovation intern, and we were specifically looking at um, developing a business case to reposition Stryker's surgical business unit, which was $2 billion at the time, I'm sure much larger now. Um, based on an emerging new market segment. And we, at the end of the internship, got to present that to the divisional president and his team and kind of show the market impact of capitalizing on that trend. Um, and this, this summer internship was really sort of the biggest talking point I ever had during any of my interviews. Um, in addition to kind of discovering through entrepreneurship classes that my passion was really more towards strategy and developing business cases and understanding acquisition, due diligence, and processes, cool. um, more so than crunching numbers and memorizing equations that right. I've been doing in more engineering-related experiences. So it really opened my eyes to sort of the strategy within a company um, and that innovation doesn't necessarily just mean creating new products. It also incorporates um, new processes and new market segments and um, so much more. Yeah, no, I, I love that perspective. And how did you use gaining that perspective um, as you searched for your first job out of senior year? Yeah, so the um, internship at Stryker, working in medical device as an industry got me, so after before graduating, I was originally going to take a job at Medline, which is also in the medical device industry. And the whole time I was kind of talking about my experience at Stryker, um, 
and I think that's really what gave me the opportunity at Medline for a job there. And although I'm not not working there currently, um, my job at Striker really positioned me into where I want to look for jobs. I yeah. had a lot of friends that were applying to 100-plus jobs where they couldn't even tell you what the company did or what the role was going to do other than that they were going to be hiring recent graduates. And I think getting the exposure that I had at Stryker, I was able to really pinpoint specifically what I wanted out of a job, um, what kind of company I wanted to work for, in what industry, who I wanted to work for, and what the actual day-to-day job was going to be. Um, at, at a lot of internships, I don't think you get all of that exposure, but right. um, through working at Stryker, I did. That's awesome that you were able to have that exposure. Um, but I'm kind of interested. You mentioned Medline a couple times, and that's where you thought you were going to be headed after graduation, and obviously some things changed. So can you talk to us a little bit about what your change was there? Yeah, so um, it's always a, a whirlwind of an experience to explain. Um, I, right, I had just gotten a lot of people's dream job, out of college working at Medline, I was ecstatic and super glad all of my hard work had paid off. And then a few months later, uh, really a few months before, weeks before graduation, um, Tim Holcomb, the current director of the department, who I was working with through the Venture Capital Immersion Program, connected me with Joe Flannery, who is um, really who I connected with to get my job here. Uh, he's the senior vice president and general manager of tech, tech apparel at Newell Brands, which includes Marmot Next Officio. So I was advised by Tim to kind of come prepared into this conversation. And Joe and I talked on the phone for about an hour about the outdoor industry and the best entry points. And this was back in March when I had already committed to Medline. Um, so it was actually sort of changed the track of the conversation because I wasn't asking for a favor or I wasn't asking for him to get me a job. I was just simply trying to get his advice and really right. listen to his opinion. Um, and much to my surprise, that did end up resulting in flying out to California the weekend before graduating for an interview uh, with, I think it was 19 or 20 different people at the company. So it was a, it was wow. a large day of interviewing. <laughs> yeah. Um, which again, since I had already had my job lined up, uh, it made the interview experience here totally different because I was kind of exploring the offer and really, really listening to what um, kind of the details behind, uh, I don't know, all the, the really listening to everything that they were saying as opposed to just sort of when you're in a desperate state for a job, right. you're just going to only hear the good things. Um, so I was really analyzing the whole situation and then... Uh, Ended up getting getting the offer from Marmot, and I was I'm a big pros and cons girl, so I, I had to debate everything uh, from you know location, salary, job opportunity, and progression, and where that would lead me to in the future. Um, who my mentors were going to be, who my boss was going to be, right. the industry that I was going to be in. Um, I was pretty connected with Med Device and really loved that industry, and it's an amazingly innovative industry. But my true passion does lay in the outdoor industry. So um, at the end of the day, it was, a, it was a large decision to make, but I ended up uh, flying out to California and haven't looked back since. That's fantastic and takes a lot of courage. So 
what was the big selling point with Marmot that made you feel, you know, in your heart, yes, this is the right path for me? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, it, it definitely wasn't a, um, right. Like even looking back, I, I think it took me until I was actually out in California for about six months for me to say, yep, I made the right decision. I'm extremely happy where I am. Um, and I had to kind of see that after, like if I had, if I, you'd asked right now, if I would have, if I should have chosen Medline, um, you know, I'm sure my career path would be totally different, but mm -hmm. I'm so happy here that I'm glad I made a decision. Um, I don't know necessarily if there was one thing that pinpointed it. I think a lot of it was um, kind of the idea of starting my own path out in California, or mm -hmm. if I stayed in Chicago. So Medline is actually headquartered in my hometown, so I would be able to, you know, live at home, go to lunch with friends, um, all my friends were going to be in Chicago, so I'd be kind of living the same l life and not really, um, uh, what's the word? I don't know, forcing myself to get out there, whereas I moved out right. here and I didn't know a single soul, didn't have friends for the first six months that I was out here, so yeah. work is really what kept me um, going and... It's funny when I when I first moved out here, I would always joke about not having friends um, and kind of would tell people work specifically the amount that I was learning here and getting exposed to um, was really what was keeping me in California. And people that love their jobs completely understood where I was coming from, and those who who don't like their jobs couldn't fathom how I would stay yeah. halfway right. across the country. Uh, doing something just for a job um, and that's that's kind of how I realized what I have here is super uncommon and so how did you slowly start to adjust after those six months because obviously a job you're passionate about covers a lot of that but what else did you do to kind of get through those six months of transition I don't know I mean I I put myself out there I'm really not afraid I'm not someone that's afraid to go out to dinner by myself so um that is a good skill knowing... <laughs> I know it's a very uncommon trait um but yeah I would go out to dinner bring my book read um just to kind of get out there I, I really truly the only interaction I had with a lot of people was at work for the first six months because I'm in I'm not in San Francisco I'm in Sonoma County which mm -hmm. um you know, it's great, it's wine country, but there's not a lot of young people my age. There's really, if I were to look at Marmot's population here in Sonoma County, um, most of the people I work with aren't under the age of 30. So there's a pretty big gap between me and um, my peers here. There's not, it's not like a Medline where if I had come into Medline, I would be starting with you know, probably 60 people right out of college on the same track and right. they'd all be in my same boat and kind of understand what I'm going through. Um, here, I'm the only person, so it's kind of just me on my own. Uh, but it honestly was the best six months of my life, having time to do whatever I wanted. I didn't have to, right? Like, you don't have to ever do what your friends want to do. If you want to sit at home and read all day, then you can do that. I, I started picking up, actually... Um, this is an odd, odd trait, but I didn't know what to do with myself on the weekends. So I started running half marathons and eventually marathons. And wow. for a three-month period, I would just do that. <laughs> I would do 
that every weekend. I would just run a half marathon every single weekend because uh, I didn't know what else to do. It was more of a on Monday morning when you come in to work and everyone's talking about what they did. They're all talking about what their kids did for the weekend and everything. And I would be like, I don't know. I, you know, went to do it by myself. I went on a hike. I went on a bike ride. Uh, <laughs> so I started running half marathon. So I had something to, <laughs> to talk about. Um, but it, it's really just whether or not you're capable of hanging out by yourself for that long. Um, but I do now have friends, luckily. Uh, Yay! I have a life out here now, which is good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was hard at some points and absolutely amazing. I don't know a lot of people that would still be here because a lot of people would have um, given up having having no support out here um, after a few months. Well, like you said, a lot of that is because you are so passionate about your job and kind of that drive to keep rising kept you there, right? Totally, yeah. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you made the transition personally really well and you've grown a lot. Um, Kind of my last big question for you is right along the lines of growth, but can you tell us what has made you successful during this, you know, year, year and a half in the corporate world? You got promoted, took on a totally different role, dealt with management change. What has helped you to come out on top of all that change? Um, I think it's really just sort of my desire to learn. Um, And that's something I kind of discovered while I was in college um, that, right, I feel that like the strengths finder and one of my top five strengths was I need to be a learner and um, never would have put that as something as one of my strengths or really even realize that that's something I needed um, in a career or in my life. But once you kind of realize that, um, you know, that desire to learn is really what has honestly kept me here. And, um, you know, any, any entry level position you're going to have, whether you realize it or not, you're going to get a lot of tasks that, you know, you may think you're better than doing or that don't relate to your job and mm-hmm. you just have to help someone get them done. And turning that instead of into, you know, this isn't my job, I don't want to be doing this, I shouldn't have to do this. Instead, I, I totally flip it and look at it as uh, kind of an experience to learn about what other functions in the business are doing or getting visibility within our company, um, working with other people. There's there's so many things that even the smallest extra task um, allows you to learn that, um, you know, I, I kind of love getting all of the side projects that I do just because I'm getting to learn so many different things rather than um, specializing in my one one or two categories where I, where right. I should be focusing. I think that appetite to learn is so important in your first six months, and clearly it has benefited you greatly, and you're in a position that not a lot of people see this early in their career. So congrats to you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I credit it a lot to the entrepreneurs department and Miami as a whole. And, um, you know, really looking back, it's a lot of the, a lot of the professors at Miami and I'm specifically in the department, um, really that were able to mentor me through the past two years, my last two years in college. Um, you know, that's really why I am where I am and um, who I kind of fall back on when I need that guidance. I I know that I can reach out to literally any (laughs) professor in the department and say, hey, I need your advice. And 
know that they'll give me sort of the real candid, real advice rather than the right. kind of fluff, cookie-cutter advice that you would normally get from a lot of advisors or professors. Well, I know they definitely love hearing from you and keeping up with you and enjoy getting to help you as you continue to grow in your career. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't have done it without them for sure. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you for your time, Stephanie. We appreciate talking to you and learning from you, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you.